Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Talkin' Titans. I am Tennessean sports columnist Gentry Estes, joined by Titans beat writer Ben Arthur. What's good, everyone? And a lot is good right now for the Titans. A six-day period where the Titans knock off the two teams that played in the AFC Championship game last year. Uh, all of a sudden, Ben, the Titans have gone from a team that really hadn't proven much and really wasn't getting a lot of buzz nationally to now 5-2 and two, and honestly being discussed as one of the best teams uh, in the AFC and a legit contender. Um, it's amazing how things can change so quickly over the course of uh, just a few days. It's it's yeah, it's really crazy, Gentry, and and we can remember just a few. I'm old enough to remember a few weeks ago when the Titans were coming off a loss to the Jets, and right, that was, <laughs> and and you know all you know everything was you know just kind of nuts, and you know everyone was like fire everyone, and um, just everything seemed to be wrong on on both sides of the ball, but. You know, as you 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 said, you know the, these that six day that six day stretch between the Bills and, and the Chiefs, the the Titans really signaled that they've uh, arrived, right? Like those that hype we had, or that that hype that surrounded the the Titans in the off seasons, you know, has kind of um, you know come to fruition, so to speak. And I think we really have to start uh, with with the Titans' defense, just with. Uh, this Chiefs game on Sunday at at the forefront of the mind, you know, a pass rush last year that ranked like tied for for what the fewest sacks um, in in NFL history for a playoff team, and and all of a sudden, you know, just an elite you know pass rush, uh, just what the, the way they were able to um, harass Patrick Mahomes um, all game long. I, I think this was the the first time we really saw. Uh, this pass rush that the Titans had envisioned it, it would be right because this was the first time where Bud Dupree really had an impact, had his first sack. Danico Autry has been, you know, I think consistently great for the Titans, but he had probably his best game so far. Harold Landry had another phenomenal game and what's been a phenomenal season for him. And Jeffrey Simmons, even though his numbers may not be there in terms of you know the the stats. I think just his ability to draw double teams uh, is just opening up the, these uh, rush lanes for for everyone else, and, and just to kind of really just shut down uh, uh, you know a Chiefs you know the Chiefs juggernaut offense. Despite you know the the issues we we know they've had turning over uh, the ball, but to dominate not just to beat the Chiefs, but to win the way they did was, you know, very encouraging. Um, and, and this defense, the, the way it's been playing, the way they've, you know, been improving, and, and we know kind of what this offense is capable of, it has the Titans looking really scary right now um, in terms of uh, the AFC. 
That's the that's the difference, right? Is the defense. I, I think we kind of knew all along what this offense was going to be capable of with uh, when AJ and Julio was out. We're both out there. Uh, we've seen it. We've seen it now. Uh, at least a few few games that the offense is you know, maybe not quite to the low last year, but close, close enough, uh, and certainly playing pretty well lately. But the difference is the defense, and I think that was. That was a pretty shocking display on Sunday against Kansas City. I, I don't see how anyone could have expected that. I didn't expect that. I wrote a column, in fact, late last week that kind of called out the, the Titans defense a little bit and said, you know, how much they, they lack talent on the back end uh, as a result of some of the injuries and, you know, how you know, the numbers still really weren't that good up until this game. The offense was again, carrying the defense. And that I think that a lot of the positivity that you were hearing about the Titans defense hat came from the fact that you were, you were only comparing it to the previous year when they were awful this year, they were just kind of bad. You know, they were still 24th in the league going into this game. And then you're going against Patrick Mahomes, Tyree kill Travis Kelsey with Greg Mabin as your corner, uh, a guy who literally got to Nashville around midnight on Tuesday night. And then a few days later, less than a week later, he's out there for a hundred percent of the defensive snaps against the Kansas city chiefs and the chiefs don't score. They only get three points against a banged up secondary, uh, with that offense. It's one of the most shocking things. I, I, I think you could see, and and this is that's saying a lot from the Titans, which is a team that is pretty good at shocking everybody. They they do this every year, where you know they they can they can make a lot of old takes look foolish, and I I think that was you know for to, to what happened. I think was the the pass rush dominated the game, uh, and the defensive line dominated the game. Yep. And I think that's that again is where you talk about a, a difference with this team versus the Titans teams of the last couple of years. Uh, you know, even with Dean Pease two seasons ago, this was a defense that was bend but don't break. They didn't really force the action on people. They kind of laid back. They, they forced some turnovers, but they didn't affect a game with what they were able to do to an offense. They just kind of laid back and didn't let the offense necessarily beat them. This was a defense that dominated the game. And I, the Titans have not done that. Uh, that was This was, again, a pretty stunning display from the guys up front defensively. I, I wrote, and I, I would compare it a little bit to what Tampa did in the Super Bowl. Their guys up front defensively dominated Patrick Mahomes and I think made that offense look beatable really for the first time and I don't know I, I can't even begin to, to figure out what's wrong with Kansas City at this point but in terms of you know I think nationally the big narrative was the Chiefs are bad but but I think when you really dig into what the Titans did well they showed an edge up front defensively that they have not shown and the fact that we've seen it now is extremely encouraging for a team that has been winning the last few years despite the fact they've lacked that yeah, look, I I think that this defense could really, really be great, Gentry, and and I I a hundred percent believe that. I mean, that they didn't blitz, right? That they just you know four man rushes and and look, Bud Dupree, that that was Bud Dupree's really his first good game, and and, and you know I'm sure he's not you know a hundred percent to to where he wants to be, right? Like he he had just one sack, I I believe it was just 
40% of the snaps he played a- against Kansas City. It's only going to be up for him as long as he he doesn't have any setbacks, continues to uh, build chemistry with those guys up front. But y- you think about what a healthy Bud Dupree with, you know, what Harold Landry is doing. You know, he's setting himself to <laughs> setting himself up to get a real nice payday. Obviously, with, with Jeff drawing those double teams, Danico, I think, has been one of the most underrated defensive linemen in the NFL over the last several years. Like in Indy, you know, he was overshadowed by, you know, what was it, Justin Houston or DeForest Buckner or uh, um, who else was there? Um, j- just the guys they had on, on that front. And and I, I think this this group can only continue to get better up front. And and you think that the secondary is going to get better too, right? Like uh, Christian Fulton is going to come back, and he was the Titans' best cornerback to to start the season. Amani Hooker, um, you know, who who had recently come off IR, was inactive against the Chiefs. You know, you you assume he'll be back too. Like you put this all together, like you know, I I think kind of coming into the season. You know, you the Titans didn't really need their their defense to be elite. You just kind of needed them to be good enough to help like an offensive led team. But I think these last couple weeks have shown me that this defense can um, be a lot, you know, much better than I think I had thought uh, coming into this year. Yeah, and and I think. Uh... You know, I'd like to see them continue to do that, and I do feel like the defensive front there there have been some uh, some good signs so far this season. They have been able to affect a game more often. Uh, third down defense has been a lot better. Um, you know, basically, um, you know, you look at the Titans' offense. So this is kind of the try the, the point I tried to make is you look at the Titans' offense and you see you see players out there that are going to scare the other team. Uh, when a team scouts for the Titans, who scares you? Okay, well, number 22 scares you a lot. Number 11 scares you. Number 2 is probably going to scare you. If he's out there, you need to know where he is. Number 17, what he can do. You know, look, the offense has these guys that I think they can, can affect a game. Uh, and in the NFL, where everybody's good, the guys who win games are the great ones. And you need game changers in, in such a way. The defense hasn't really had that. And now we're starting to see some guys step up that are. Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry. I think Bud Dupree looked good. Like you say, you know, if, if you're able to get what they expected to get out of him, that's really, really important. And so this was really encouraging from a defensive standpoint. So to me, you know, I, I think that's huge. I think it's it's one it's 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 a it's the it's a game changer on a team that I quite honestly, Ben, I don't think could have seriously challenged for a Super Bowl or been to be one of the best teams in the AFC unless the defense got significantly better than it was last season. And so far this year, we'd seen modest improvements, but we had not seen the kind of performance like we saw on Sunday. It's a big deal. Yeah. And, and, and Jinshi, kind of one thing, I, I think we need to give Todd Downing uh, his flowers because, uh, you know, he's he's heard, you know, endless you know, criticism uh, to, to start the year. Um, we we kind of n- knew his background as an offensive coordinator, you know, after one season with uh, the Raiders, you know, several years ago, that offense uh, regressed uh, significantly. The, there were kind of concerns about what he'd be able to do filling in for the great uh, Arthur Smith. And 
and it was a bad start, right? You know, the the, the Cardinals game, um, that first half in Seattle, all the turnovers in Indy, the Jets game. Uh, th- there was a lot of concern there, but I think kind of the last three games, I think even going back to that Jacksonville game, we've really seen him get in his bag a little bit, I think, with with uh, the play calling. Like, actually, during the, the Kansas City game, I had tweeted uh, – you know, how, like, my message was, like, uh, how how Todd Downing is starting this game. And it was, like, uh, uh, one of those gifts of John Wall doing the, the Dougie dance uh, when he was being introduced <laughs> uh, with the with the Wizards for the first time. That, uh, that started first- uh, that started in Lexington. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I can tell you yeah. that as a as a former uh, UK reporter. It, exactly. Yeah, yeah he, he obviously started that the the whole whole dance thing in, in uh, Lexington, but uh, but yeah, I, I just felt like what John Wall's dance moves. I, I just felt like that's how Todd Downing has to has to be feeling like I, I think that there has been a even though the I, I feel like whenever Downing or Mike Vrabel is kind of asked about the offensive play calling they, they always kind of give us kind of these you know weird uh, responses like I'll, I'll leave it to you guys to kind of evaluate the play calling but I, I think it has been better you know I think we've seen a lot more um, some more creative things that's for sure like we, we saw the the uh you know direct snap to to Derek and the t- the uh, touchdown pass to uh uh Pruitt um against the Chiefs i think you know all the the what's it the rubs and and the the stacks the, the bunch stuff I, I you know i've seen a lot of great things uh um from Downing and and i think you know, having Julio and AJ out there the last couple games has helped, right? Just because of the attention they they draw, and you know, those first several games of the season, he didn't have necessarily have his best weapons out there on the field, and and I think with, with the attention that AJ and Julio can, the attention they the focus, how much focus defenses pay to them, and just their ability to make plays, I think that kind of trickles down. Uh, to everything, like even the pass protection, we had talked about how the Titans, they weren't winning uh, against man coverage, like their third, fourth, fifth receivers weren't able to do that. And then when you have AJ and Julio out there, they're able to to do that. And, you know, we, we've seen AJ really come alive these last couple games, a uh, season high, like 130 yards this past game. Um you know, we've seen the pass protection improve. We've seen Ryan Tannehill's efficiency improve. Derek is still Derek. I've really seen this offense uh, come together, and I think Todd Downing, uh, you know, deserves a lot of credit for that. I would agree. Uh, I think he. Um, I think we should acknowledge that the Kansas City defense is bad. That yeah. and, and and you <laughs> could you could kind of tell that early in the game. But that said. Um, you know, Todd had a good game against Buffalo. He had a he had a good performance, I thought, in Jacksonville. I, I, you know, so I, I think he he is kind of settling into that role about as well as I think you you could have hoped. And and honestly, I've I have been as skeptical of that as anybody over the course of the season. And uh, you know, he's done pretty well. And I think from and the defensive standpoint, you could say the same about the coaches on that side of the ball too, based on how this game went. Now, you know, Ben, moving forward into the Colts game this week. Um, 
you're not going to win every week. You know, hardly anyone in this league is. And I wonder how the Titans are going to do now with a third consecutive game that would fall into the category of a major game. You know, one that's going to define how everyone views the Titans. And, and I, you know, I think they could lose to the Colts and they would still have a lot of respect nationally because of what happened the last couple of weeks. But in terms of the division and just importance, this game's more important. Um, and to sweep the Colts and get that kind of a cushion in the top the AFC South at this point in the season, I think would be close to insurmountable. And for the Titans to be sitting here halfway through the season, all, having all but locked up the division, that would be a, a huge step for them after barely, you know, squeaking it out at the last minute last season with that win in Houston. And then the season before getting in uh, without winning the division. So, uh, you know, to be able to do that, I think would be, be and, and to be able to do that too, Ben, with a team that's been banged up, hasn't really been peaking here until the last couple of weeks, I think you'd say. And even then they're still banged yeah, up. Even the then, yeah, even line. then they still have injury issues. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think, right, this is a a different Colts team, right? Like, this isn't the same Colts team that the Titans met in in week three. Like, first of all, Wentz doesn't have two sprained ankles uh, anymore. He's been playing really well. He's actually leading the league in, um, you know, interception rate. Like, in in terms of lowest interception rate, he's uh, atop the league. They've won three of their last four games since facing uh, the Titans uh, in Nashville uh, a, a few weeks ago. Uh, this defense, this close defense is still getting turnovers a lot. They're actually tied with the Bills in terms of uh, number one in the, the NFL. And, and then we know that these matchups with the Colts are always going to be defined by the trenches, right? And and this Colts team is so, so much different than – the Bills and the Chiefs who want to, you know, throw the ball around the field, kind of sling the rock. I mean, this, this Colts team it, it wants to pound pound it on the ground, and they have the personnel to do that. Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he's a rising star at running back. He's actually second in the in the league to in the NFL to Derek in terms of uh, total. Uh, rushing yard. So yeah, like you said, this is this is a, a a massive game, not just in terms of that the the a the just the AFC South um, implications, but in, in terms of just kind of showing well, the, going on a four game winning streak at, at this point in the season and against a Col- Colts team that's not the same. They they met a, a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, it's, it's a huge deal and yeah, th- this is, this is going to be, um, a, a fun one. I think, um, I think with, with the Titans, you, I, I think with Vrabel and, and kind of the, the players and whatnot, we've always kind of heard them talk about it, it's a week to week league and, you know, kind of all the cliches about that. And, and it's true. Right. But that's kind of the, the approach the 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 way they kind of express themselves to us when we try and hype them up about beating the the Chiefs and the Bills, but I think when you're you're the Titans and you've lost to the Jets uh, earlier in the season, I think they kind of really understand they they've really in, un, internalized the importance of of week to week and not maybe getting caught up in how the 
how they're being viewed nationally now in terms of being an elite team in the AFC. They know what it's like to well, be a favorite. Okay, let's, 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 let's let them play this week. because And I say that because I think there's some unease about what this week is going to turn out, for how this week's going to turn out for the Titans. Only because, and we've talked about it before, you can't not talk about it with this team, they have a history of building you up only to let you down. They do. And this would be to go to Indy, not play well, and get thumped by your division rival in a game that you could totally take control would be very Titans. It would. And I hate to say that, you know, and, and I think the... The narrative among this around this team has been changing the last couple of years. I think one Derrick Henry has had a lot to do with that. Um, but I think this is this is going to be a tough game, uh, given how the last couple of weeks have gone. The Colts are very much going to be up for it. They're also health a lot healthier than they were the first time these two teams played. Uh, it's going to be an Indy where they have lost to the Titans the last two years. The game in Indy last year, I believe, was probably the best performance of the whole season for the Titans. They went in there and rolled right through the Colts. Yeah, it was like 45. They scored like 45 points, um, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, and the Colts wanted no part of, of Derek, but it wasn't just Derek. They 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 threw all over him. It was it was pretty pretty shocking, actually. The Titans went in there and made it look way easier than it should have, especially considering the fact that two weeks prior to that, the Colts had come to, to Nashville and won fairly handily on a Tuesday on a Thursday night. So then a couple weeks later, the Titans go to the Lucas oil and just, just hammer them. And so anyway, I think that obviously a lot of motivation for the Colts. I think the, for the Colts, this is almost a must win. If they were, were to, to lose this game, it's, it's hard to see them salvaging things. So I, 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 I'm not going to say that I don't think the Titans the Titans probably should win this game if you're looking at the two teams and how the first game went between these two, but I could very much see a scenario where they don't win this game. Mm. We'll just, but well, I guess we, we will make our picks that that wasn't very declarative. Well, that was a little wishy-washy there. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, I need you to, so I'll, I'll make my de- declaration. I'll let you kind of give you, give us a more uh, definitive kind of statement. I'll, I, I'm going to say Titans will win. Um, you know, you you've obviously covered the Titans longer than me, and you know kind of their propensity to maybe let people down. But I don't know, man. With with the way this defense is playing and this offense just now starting to find its rhythm, I think that this is one of the top teams. I think they'll prove that they're they're truly one of the top teams in the AFC by winning this must win game after getting built up these last couple weeks and. And I think they'll kind of rise to the occasion in, in, in this game. So I'll give the, the Titans a win in, in a close game, 27-24. Uh, um, so it will be a close one. This indie team, I think, is a lot better. Um, but but I, I'm still going to give the Titans the edge here. Okay. So I'm, going, I'm going Colts. I can't help it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I think... Um, you know, it's like say the last couple of weeks I did pick the Titans to beat the Bills and I felt pretty confident about it. So I go into the game against the Chiefs and I'm like, nah, the Chiefs are gonna win. I feel I feel just as confident. You know, I I, I, I was a little overconfident in my my ability to forecast what was about to happen because that clearly was not the deal on Sunday. So 
for those who would uh, be Titans fans who would be concerned over the fact that I probably that I am going to pick the Colts in this game. Uh, just note that I picked the Chiefs. <laughs> so, and the Seahawks and the Seahawks. I picked the Seahawks. You know, it's like picking the tight it, it it gets no easier, Ben. You know, this is my third third season with this team and they it really is a week to week thing. And I, I you know, and I think that gets overblown maybe a little bit with the Titans because I think any team in the NFL you could say that. Do you think anybody covering the Ravens expected them to go to Cincy and get get thumped like they did this last week? I mean, it happens every week that you see these results that you're that don't always make a lot of sense, but um yeah, this this is, but this really is an important week for the Titans, and I think you saw it as soon as the Chiefs game ended. Vrabel was on letdown watch immediately. Yeah, and yeah. and and you know he's not you know after these games he'll he'll act that way sometimes, but this this was a little more than most. Uh, he was he was not in a good mood after the game. He was pretty yeah. short with all of every answer. You know he just didn't have time for it, and I I do think it was it was a few things, but I think. More than any, more than you know, he didn't want to make too much out of beating Kansas City, and I think one of the reasons he didn't want to make too much out of beating Kansas City is because he understood how important this next game was. And if if there is a letdown and the Titans don't play well, they're going to go up there and get beat by a team who's really out to 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 want to beat them this week. The Colts are really going to be up for this game. Absolutely, I agree. Gentry, you want to wrap us up, and we'll get out of here. All right. Well, this uh, will do it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Ben Arthur, I'm Gentry Estes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Talking Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talking Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talking Titans is a production of the Tennessean. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.